Today in Security from Wired. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off US versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous US China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to Nerd Wallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. How a Group of Imprisoned Hackers Introduced JPay to the World by Victoria Law. Until yesterday, unless you had a family member or friend in prison, you most likely have never heard of JPay. That's because all of its services are directed toward inmates and their families. Since 2002, JPay has been quietly moving into prisons across the country. First, by providing quicker, though pricier, ways for family members to send money to loved ones behind bars. And since 2004, by providing limited email systems in prisons. Those systems are often trouted as an innovation that keeps incarcerated people connected with support networks on the outside. In keeping up with the technological times, JPay also offers prison-specific tablets on which users can access their e-messages, buy music, and play electronic games. But this week, Idaho prison officials announced that these tablets became the means for 363 inmates across five state prisons to create nearly a quarter million dollars of credits. Collectively, the prisoners created roughly $225,000 in JPay credits, which they added to their respective accounts to pay for e-messages, music, and games. In a statement to the Associated Press, Idaho Department of Corrections spokesman Jeff Ray said that of the 363 imprisoned hackers, 50 men credited their accounts in amounts exceeding $1,000, with the largest amount falling to just under $10,000. Idaho is just one of a number of states across the country offering tablets to incarcerated populations. Nearly half of all state prison systems offer some form of e-messaging, a basic form of prison email provided by a single company that controls both software and hardware. In Idaho, that company is JPay, one of the largest purviewers of prison messaging. JPay contracts as the sole provider of these services in 20 states across the country. And Idaho is also one of the growing number of states where prisoners have the option to purchase a JPay tablet. Unlike the Kindle Fire or the iPad, these tablets are specific to JPay and an imprisoned population. One cannot access the internet or other services through the tablet, but it allows users to listen to music, read ebooks, play video games, and enjoy the lengthy lines at the JPay kiosk to read and write e messages. All of these services come at a cost. In Idaho, sending a single e message costs 47 cents while downloading music cost as much as $3.50, 
as 363 people in Idaho found out. They can also use those tablets to get around these costs. The Idaho Department of Correction has nothing more to say about this matter at this time, Ray wrote in response to Wired. In a statement emailed to Wired, JPay spokesman Jay Trombetta wrote, While the vast majority of individuals use our secure technology appropriately, we are continually working to improve our products to prevent any attempts at misuse. As the sole provider of e-messaging and digital services within Idaho's prison system, it might stand to reason that the company's monopoly increased its risk of hacking. If you're forced to buy from one entity, I could see the increasing motivation, says Jake Williams, a security expert and founder of Rendition InfoSec. But I don't see this monopoly increases vulnerability to hacking. Instead, says Williams, any system offering an app over a device operates at a risk. Anytime you have a mobile app, whether it's a phone or a tablet, the user has a lot of control over any data stored in the device itself, he explained. In contrast to a web application where data is stored on a web server, the data on a mobile app is more likely to be stored locally, meaning it remains on the phone or tablet. A malicious user can access that back-end data, says Williams. It's a problem that Williams sees often. He points to a recent vulnerability assessment that Rendition conducted on a mobile shopping app. To limit the amount of data being transmitted over the network, the app stored the item price on the SQLite database, a back-end storage mechanism on the app itself. But by modifying the price on that back-end system, we could change the purchase price and buy the item for whatever price we wanted, Williams recalls. This is not an uncommon flaw with mobile apps. For JPay or any other provider offering tablets, a person's credit balance is most likely stored on the tablet rather than being transmitted on JPay's infrastructure to a centralized server. This makes it accessible for someone savvy enough to hack into the SQLite database and change their account. Though they can still send and receive e-messages, the 363 hackers have temporarily lost their ability to download music and games until they compensate JPay for its losses, Ray told the Associated Press. They've also been issued disciplinary tickets, which means losing even more privileges and being labeled at a higher security risk level, a classification that could mean being moved to a more restrictive prison, being excluded from certain prison programs, and even being denied parole. What would make a person, let alone 363 people, take that chance? In Idaho, prison wages range from 10 to 90 cents an hour. That, says Peter Wagner, director of the Prison Policy Initiative, can be a powerful motivator to figure out ways to increase one's spending power. JPay is a company that charges 47 cents to send an email. That's five hours of wages, he noted. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.